Santa won't need training wheels for his sleigh. Yes, Virginia, the rumors are true. It's going to be memorably cold and snowy this year for Christmas. It's Christmas time all week this week on Weather Jazz. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this special edition of Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything weather, science, and everything in between. Obviously, with weather being the big concern heading into the end of this week, that's what we're going to really focus and hone in on for the next couple of days. It's my anticipation that I'm going to give you an update daily until we get to Friday. More details on what we anticipate here in just a second. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number eight. Now, this is season three, episode number eight for Monday, December 19, 2022. And today's episode is brought to you by the great folks at Risendine Restaurant in Chesterland, Ohio. They're in the plaza on the southeast corner of the uh, intersection of 322 and 306. Hope to see you there sometime. It's one of my favorite hangouts. It's uh, really very close to where I live. So uh, we hop, skip, and jump up to Rise and, Rise and Dine often. Uh, open basically 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily, except Tuesday. So they won't be open tomorrow. I make that mistake, by the way, from time to time. Uh, making appointments and breakfast appointments to see people and drive up and the parking lot is empty. And well, that's because they're closed on Tuesday. That's kind of like the Chick-fil-A thing. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Rise and Dine gives all of their employees a break, a well-deserved break. They work hard. And so on Tuesdays, they're not there, but they're open the rest of the week, Wednesday through Monday, uh, essentially 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So give them a try. You'll probably run into me and even my son periodically. We're there a lot uh, and a great, great place. Okay, let's talk about, well, before we get into that, before we get into the weather, the fact that uh, those of you that are actually watching this podcast on weatherjazz.com, episode number eight, um, I just got back from my morning workout, so here I am almost with workout hair. I won't stand up and show you the rest of me. My arms and my shoulders uh, and my lower back feel like spaghetti right now. Joey did a wonderful, wonderful job. He's my personal trainer. And uh, those of you that are on Instagram have seen Joey before. I've posted uh, pictures from him. He has taken uh, snapshots of me. I've posted those before, uh, right after a workout. He and I were talking about Friday. Um, I've got Friday off from TV, and um, that's when things are going to really start to ramp up. More on the details and the timing on everything, getting a little more refined, a little more in focus here. But I told Joey, Joey works in the morning, and I said, you're going to have no problem getting to work 
I think in the morning, early morning before sunrise, but right after sunrise, things are going to start to happen very, very, very quickly. And uh, I said, you may have a tough time. You might want to think about um, doing all of your training sessions very early and seeing if you can boogie on back home uh, by the lunch hour because there's, there's going to be a huge difference. Okay, let me talk about the uh, area of low pressure, which uh, yesterday we told you has been jumping around all over the place, computer models really not knowing what to do with it. But here's the deal with a, a lot of, of students in meteorology today are heavily dependent on these computer-generated computer models. Now, they're a great tool. Don't get me wrong. They're a wonderful tool. They're better now than they were in my day. Much better. Uh, but herein lies the issue. It's a tool. It's not the gospel. And so you have to know just exactly what you're dealing with. Early on in this process, oh, about a week or two ago, we saw this cold air coming in right around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And very rarely do you see... a a cold air dome that intense butting up against the milder air of the Atlantic without a storm. It doesn't really happen. That's one of the ingredients for cyclogenesis. That is the generation of a cyclone or a low pressure system or a storm center. And so we knew early on the models are out to lunch because they weren't generating a whole lot of snow with the system, despite the fact that the cold air was coming in. This was our first red flag. And so with experience, you tend to see that kind of thing. That's why we always paid attention to Dick Goddard when he recalled a scenario that was very similar. Uh, and he said, this is what happened and this is what we need to look out for. Experience is absolutely key. And now that I'm the senior member of the weather team, I feel uh, as though I have a, a responsibility to teach our team those principles. And so we're constantly reminding ourselves, even me, that the models, as much as we look at them, are tools. And they don't get it all right all the time. Well, the closer to the event you get, the, the closer to the truth you're going to get in those computer models. I think we're starting to see just exactly what this low pressure system will do. On Thursday, it will be in Chicago, Thursday night. With that low pressure system in Chicago Thursday night, we're going to stay on the mild-ish side of the system. Not to say that we might not see some wet snow mix in with mostly a showery, rainy pattern. Uh, but uh, overall, it will be easy to take on Thursday. Here's where things get interesting. That low pressure system now looks like it's a pretty broad one and it's right underneath the upper low. That's starting to make sense. And it looks like it'll be right over Cleveland sometime Friday morning and then pushing up west of Toronto in southern Ontario by Friday night. Uh, and the result will be a very rapid, and I do mean a rapid decline in temperature, the likes of which we probably haven't seen for, for some time. We've seen declines in temperature during the day. It happens every winter in Northeast Ohio. But the, the 
contrast is going to be enormous. We may start the day just before sunrise with temperatures in the 40s. By lunchtime, we may be in the single digits on Friday. That's the day before Christmas Eve. So we're looking at a huge drop and all of that, uh, uh, the road moisture may glaze over in the snap of a finger. That is something that is going to have to be watched out for as along with a switch to snow. Looks like most of the snow, the wraparound snow will come in on a Friday afternoon, maybe here as early as noontime. Uh, but once that gets going, uh, it looks like a lot of uh, the uh, snowfall uh, aggregates and all the models are beginning to line up a little closer. For instance, the European model, by the time we get to Christmas Eve night, uh, that will be Saturday night, 10 to 13 inches, likely northern counties of Ohio. And that extends all the way back to even Lorraine and Vermillion. Now, in the American model, it has a, a bit more refined to the extreme northeastern counties from about uh, roughly Lyndhurst, Mayfield Heights on northeast. The typical lake effect area is about 10 to 13 inches. But it doesn't matter if uh, you're in that lake zone or not or in a hand zone. It looks like everybody's going to get enough to shovel and plow by the time we get to uh, the night of the 23rd, Friday, and into the day on uh, Saturday. So travel is going to be a bit dicey. Wind. Let's talk about wind. Wind right now uh, will be at its strongest just after the front comes through. And that will be sometime on uh, Christmas Eve morning with uh, gusts that may exceed 50, even 60 miles an hour in open areas. And that will play into something else I want to talk about here in just a second. The wind chill or the apparent temperature by that time, if the winds realize those gusts could be approaching 20 below zero. In other words, wind chill temperatures near 20 below zero by Christmas Eve morning. Now we've got the wind, the potential for some snow, possibly heavy at times for a period on Thursday afternoon and Friday morning, uh, and you have the bitterly cold temperatures, when you combine all of that, we may see blizzard conditions. So the question is, when is the last time we had blizzard conditions or blizzard warnings posted in Northeast Ohio? You would think that that would be not super rare, but that would be maybe unusual, maybe once every year or two or three. Well, the last time a blizzard warning was issued anywhere in northeast ohio counties was get this uh, i've got the number here 3644 days ago did you catch that 3644 days ago that's essentially 10 years ago we've not seen a blizzard warning issued by the national weather service this could be the first one in 10 years uh, again this is going to be something which is developing we will refine the forecast as we go along. Uh, but this looks big. So start preparing now. Don't get caught in the last minute mentality uh, when everybody else does or when a lot of people do. And uh, you, you will be in long lines at the grocery store, at, um, the, uh, at the pump, 
any place you need supplies, do it now and start uh, doing those things now so that you're not waiting to the last minute to get things done. And when, in fact, it might be a little too late by the time you get to Friday morning. So prep now, not later. Do it now. And one more bit before I take off on this Monday on the special edition of Weather Jazz, I will be doing a special couple of on-air appearances on the radio station that I provide weather for, WKJA, Heartfelt Radio. They're in Barberton. They've got a pretty good footprint. It's I think it's a 20,000-watt FM station, directional, directional south and west, but their signal just makes it into Cleveland, 91.9 FM. But if you live in Lake County, Geauga County, Portage County, you're going to have to go online to get me. Just go to heartfeltradio.org and click on Listen Live. And uh, I will be right here from my home studio connected to their studio in Barberton with Mark Zimmerman and Gabrielle Collins, the morning show host. And uh, we're going to take you through the morning and uh, make sure everybody is uh, doing okay. So, so an early plug. Again, I'm going to be off on Friday from TV, and I'm, gl- I'm grateful for that. It's just the way the schedule worked out for me. Um, I'll be at home, and we'll be well-stocked, and maybe even have a fireplace going right next door in our den. We've got a beautiful uh, fireplace insert that uh, we actually have had since um, uh, just before uh, Y2K. One of the best investments we ever uh, made. Uh, and it uh, it's going to get a lot of use as we head into this weekend. So uh, suffice to say, I'll be on the air on the radio on heartfeltradio.org. Or if you're from Cleveland off to the southwest, tune in to 91.9 FM on Friday. And I will be making a number of live appearances right here from this studio and this microphone with Mark and Abe in the morning. Again, we'll keep you updated. Uh, It looks like I'll probably have another update on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday into Friday as we refine, fine-tune, tweak, and see if there are any adjustments that need to be made. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tell others about it, especially this week. We need you to be out there and let people know that uh, we're going to be um, trying to keep you very well informed. One of, one of the bigger weather events that we've seen in a while, and it's all going to happen just before Christmas. Obviously not ideal for travelers, but uh, the more information you keep in your mind, the better you can adjust and make the best of it heading into Friday, Saturday, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. Do you have a question for me? You can always email me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you can call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. Look for another update on Tuesday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jack!